Hey, Rockheads. This is Music to Code by Track 12. Check this out. Oh, yeah. Just what you need to get in the zone when you write code. And get this. We just added a site license. Download it once, share it with everybody in your office. Check it out at musictocodeby.net. Net Rocks, episode 1303, with guest James Montemagno. Recorded Tuesday, May 3rd, 2016. Hey, guess what? It's Carl Franklin and Richard Campbell, and where the heck are we? We are in Mecklen. Yeah. It's a Belgium. Just outside Brussels. Yes. A little, little north of Brussels. It's a beautiful area. Sunny day. And we're in a movie theater. And because we time shift, this will not be the first show that we have published from this conference. That's true. So but it's the first one we're recording. First one we're recording. <laughs> so by now you've heard everything all about our travels and everything. We'll, we'll try to put them in chronological order there for you. you. Uh, James Montemagno is here. We're talking Xamarin and all good things. And uh, he's our good friend. But before we do that, though, we got some business. Business. It's uh, called Better Know Framework. Love it. All right, dude. What do you got? Okay, so this is show 1303. Right. So if you go to 1303.pwop.me, that brings you to... The Blocking Collection. That's right. What the heck's a blocking collection? So this is another collection... In uh, the .NET framework, it's actually a better know framework. Nice. And it's only the framework four, so this is a new entry into the, uh, Fairly new, the framework. Right. So it's a thread-safe collection, blocking collection of T. Nice. That provides the following features. An implementation of the producer-consumer pattern. Okay. Very nice, of course. Uh, concurrent adding and taking of items from multiple threads. Oh, wow. Optional maximum capacity. Insertion and removal operations that block when the collection is empty or full. Insertion and removal try operations that don't block or that block up to a specified period of time. Uh, it, this is really cool. You can encapsulate any collection type that implements iProducer-Consumer Collection of T. Has cancellation with cancellation tokens. And two kinds of enumeration with four each. Uh, you you have read-only enumeration, an enumeration that removes items as they are enumerated, which is a very cool feature. Yeah. So this is a set of tools for managing multiple threads and having control over how long they should try, how long they should block, and, this has been and how a, you clean up. This has been a big problem in programming multi-threaded apps. Right. Because collections are typically what you lock. Yep. When you share that data in the collection with all the with all the threads, and it's traditionally been very difficult. Right. And so you've got a hundred things in that collection. You lock all of them until all of them are done. Exactly. And this would allow us to unlock them as the individual ones finish. Exactly. That's really interesting, dude. Very, I did not know about this. That's, I didn't know about it that either. Is super cool. I didn't know about it either. But, but we got a tweet from Stephen Suing. Uh, about this on April 29th, and uh, thank you, Steve. Nice, yeah, we made it into Better Know Framework. That's we might even cool. we should probably even just send, send him a the mug. dude a mug. I <laughs> yeah. totally agree. There's nothing in this world that can't be solved with a .NET Rocks mug. I'm yeah, sure that was it. that was a very good one. I had no idea about it, so thank you. Uh, and again, it's 1303.pwop.me. Who's talking to us, Richard? Grabbed a comment off of show 1276, the one we did with Nat and Miguel. Then I hope people hear just how much tension was in our voices at the time. Because yeah. This is before the announcements of Xamarin being right. included and so forth. Like It was really an interesting period in our lives to be holding on to those secrets. 
Uh, sure was fun to reveal them. Huh? Yeah, it was it? fun to be there, wasn't it? And yeah. I, I did a talk in the, in the Netherlands at the, at the .NET South group the other night. Uh-huh. And uh, they talked about how exactly what we had planned, mm-hmm. that they saw the keynote, then they listened to our show, right. and then the next morning when they went to work and their boss said, hey, I saw what happened on Build. What does this mean for us? They, they knew, knew they what had to an say. answer. Yeah, yeah, they had a plan. So yeah. I think we helped dive into the story of Xamarin's integration to Microsoft. Very much. And James Urie has this great comment. He says, uh, this is a really interesting show. Just one thing I would hope might be covered is the relationship between the .NET Core and Mono. Obviously, with the open sourcing and big push behind Mono now, which route and in which circumstances would you use either if you want to go cross-platform? They seem to be doing very similar things in that they are both cross-platform implementations of .NET and also implementations that can be packaged directly with apps. They seemingly share a significant amount of code. And yeah, you're, you're completely right, James. They're, they're coming together. You know, Miguel was the first person to say, we, as soon as .NET was open source, we went and looked at the garbage collector. Right. Because the garbage collector that was in .NET was amazingly fast and efficient. Mm. And all of those years working on Mono, they couldn't hit that same bar. Yeah. And Miguel talked about this, I think, in the show, that, that the Mono version of .NET was very much a client-centric version of .NET. Yes, that's right as opposed to the more server-centric one that's happening with ASP.NET and .NET Core as a whole. But um, I fully expect with the with the leveling of the license and so forth, this stuff's all going to merge. There's going to be a Linux version of .NET, which will be derived from Core in the end. Another thing that was interesting, we talked to Scott Hunter about performance of Mm -hmm. ASP.NET. He said that the, the benchmark that people were complaining about be, was a one that was done with the mono version yes. of ASP.NET. Yeah. And again, the point was that's very much a client-side version. It's side a client-optimized side, yeah. Yeah, totally. So it, it ties all together. So James, obviously all this information is being revealed right now. If you're listening to the shows, you know you wrote this right as we published the, the show in late March. But since then, we've talked to Hunter we've t- and uh, we've talked to others and started to really understand the consequences of what's going to happen mm-hmm. with this consolidation of the .NET frameworks and sort of leveling off of the best of the best for everything. Uh, so I don't think you're going to have to choose. I think there's going to be a .NET Core edition that you'll be able to trust in Linux, and that'll be the one you use. James, do you want to chime in on anything here? Yeah, sure. So this is always interesting. I get this question quite a few times. Well, usually I get the question of just, well, what about .NET? What about Mono? We've always said those two worlds are colliding. They're going to be one thing. They're going to be one thing. And when you think of .NET Core and you think of like Mono itself, it's going to be very similar how .NET and Mono are working together. Right. Once they can combine those stories together um, and, and really make it a cohesive, good story for developers, that's yeah. when it's going to be deployed, you know? Right. And it's just like how we've been taking bits and pieces of .NET and putting it in Mono. I don't think Mono will ever really go away, at least not for a long time. Mm. But we're going to take those bits and pieces over. So you as a developer, you don't have to think about it. Yeah. Literally, if you're running on .NET Core, you're running on Mono, it, it, it's nearly the same implementation. Well, this is the big thing that Scott Hunter said. It's like, mm. we're going to get to a place where there's a version number yeah. that is stable across all of these implementations so you can count on a feature set. Absolutely. And, and that's, the, that's the goal, and it's always been our goal. Yeah. And I think that's what we need and deserve as developers. You know, when we click deploy, no matter where we're running, it should, should just, just run. run. It should just yeah. run. Right. Now, yeah. I mean, it is very interesting to think there are things that have been implemented in Mono that haven't been implemented in .NET Core because of that client focus. And Core has been very much a server focus. So, you know, there's sort of a hint there that at some point, Microsoft's going to have to start releasing more of the client side of .NET into the, in the open source world as well. Yeah, and you could imagine in a world where you could create a library that targets the .NET Core, yeah. and then that library itself that you're creating is then shared across your iOS, Android, Xamarin apps, mm. yep. all of your Windows apps, and your ASP.NET apps, just mm. kind of like we do today with PCLs, but they're a little bit more focused on the, the main .NET. Yeah. You can imagine that now we have like a core.NET. And this is uh, what's going to keep, do. you know, our fear with all these frameworks is they just get too big. Right? So this idea that we have a coherent way to decompose it and only pull in the bits we want, that's what will keep this framework alive for a long, long time. Yep. Anyway, James, thank you so much for your comment. I'm not meaning you, James Montemanuel. I mean James Uri. A .NET Rocks mug is on its way to you. And if you'd like a .NET Rocks mug, write a comment on the website at .netrocks.com or via any of our social media because we publish every show to Google Plus and Facebook. If you comment there, we read it on the show, we'll send you a mug. Absolutely. And please follow us on Twitter. I'm at Carl Franklin. He's at Rich Campbell. And send us a tweet. We spread them on biscuits. 
And really? Yeah, well, I do, anyway. <laughs> I don't know about you, Mr. Campbell. You probably spread them on crumpets. There you that's go. Your... Okay, can we go do the British Columbia thing now? Yeah, right? absolutely. Me and my tea are going to go sulk in the corner. <laughs> so that voice you heard before was none other than James Montemagno. He is a developer evangelist at Xamarin. And a Microsoft MVP, although your MVP-ness is maybe a little up in the it, air right the Jeopardy. now. Jeopardy. Yeah, the, the MVP award, it, it, it's lingering. <laughs> that nice little plaque, I, I fear that I'm never going to get a third little column. No, I'm pretty sure you won't. Sad. You cannot be a Microsoft employee yeah. and be an MVP. It doesn't well, work that way. He's also been a .NET developer uh, since 2005, working in a wide range of industries, including game development, printer software, and web services. Uh, previously, James is a professional mobile developer and has now been crafting apps since 2011. Welcome, James, officially. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. It's yeah, really going to be much. back, I believe, third time. Something like that. Third Wait. or fourth time on the on the dot. Does he qualify for the T-shirt yet? I don't know. Let me, let me punch your freaking speaker card. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, for those who don't know, you're one of the few people who actually tried to hang with us on a road trip. I think I did fairly well. You did. I don't know. Great. I think it, it was my very first month at yeah. Xamarin. Yeah, and they definitely threw you Shit. in the deep end. Oh, yeah. We went on the road show. We were, we were driving the RV around. It was yeah. glorious. What, it was a, what a great time. Much fun. So much fun. So right after uh, Build, which was awesome, obviously, so good. you guys did Evolve. And it wasn't too much longer. It was actually the week after Dev Intersection in Orlando, yeah. in the same town. Yeah. And uh, so there was new stuff, even at Evolve, that wasn't announced at Build. Um, I was really interested in Xamarin Forms. As you may know or you may not know, uh, we talked to Lino Tadros on uh, .NET Rocks, and he was sort of down on Xamarin Forms and was thinking that he wasn't going to use it anymore. Mostly because once uh, you get into it and, and you, you get into an app, you find that you're writing more custom renderers than, than, uh, than you should want to. I mean, than he wants to. And therefore, you might as well just use native if you're doing so much custom rendering. So I guess that was the sentiment when we talked to Nat and Miguel. Um, at Build, Miguel was obviously bullish on... Uh, Xamarin Forms and said, no, that's not true. We've got a lot of great new innovation coming up. And at Evolve, you guys announced some amazing stuff. So that's that's really what I want to talk about. But we can talk about just about anything. Sure, yeah. So, I mean, Evolve, if people don't know, it, it's it's our developer conference. This is our third one. Yeah. Uh, we had, we've grown from 600, 1,200, 1,500 people. We flew down over 350 Xamarins there. Wow. Amazing. That's like half the company or more. Uh, it's, the, it's almost the entire company <laughs> at that wow. point. Uh, and that's cool because what we really focus on is not just another developer conference. We really want to have our developers sit down. We, have, we did 160 one-on-one sessions, wow. which is an hour long. So you get FaceTime with our lead engineers. Uh, we have this huge Darwin Lounge area. It's really crazy. And then we awesome. have the keynote. Yeah. So it's a really awesome conference. It was two days. And uh, it's my favorite uh, favorite conference. And I may be a little biased because I work for Xamarin. Mm. But, you <laughs> know, uh, so here's a good example. A Xamarin Forms, if people don't know what it is, you know, core Xamarin, we enable you to build native iOS, Android, Mac, and Windows apps. Now all open source all under open a consistent source, license. Open.xamarin.com. Yeah. Everything, including Xamarin Forms, is open source. You can poke around that source code. And, and Linux client apps? Do you uh, guys do that yet? No, not Linux client That's, stuff. There's no real demand for that kind of stuff. Really. No, there's maybe like a GTK yeah, version yeah. of something. Right. I just wanted to yeah. fill out the list. Something like that. And uh, so basically everywhere, .NET everywhere. That, mm -hmm. That's the goal of it. Yeah. Now, when you're building traditional iOS and Android with Xamarin, you're doing storyboards, Android XML, tying in some shared code, you yep. know, 60%, 70%. Xamarin Forms is this abstraction of common UI controls. It's a really big control toolkit, if you will. Yeah. And an MVVM framework. So... Uh, it's come a long way. Yeah. Uh, it's already at uh, past version two now. When mm -hmm. we launched uh, version two, UWP became official. At that point, we fleshed out all the controls on UWP, so maps, all that jazz in there. And, and just to be clear, uh, UWP, Universal Windows Platform, is Windows only, right? Yeah, yeah. Windows Still only. Still Windows only. That's, you know, if you were thinking, it's not. Yes. So, so essentially, imagine you're creating an iOS, Android, and a UWP Windows uh, application, you install the Xamarin Forms NuGet, and then mm -hmm. you create like a shared library or PCL and do all your UI and code behind business logic in there. And you do everything in XAML, which is great, yep. with data binding, all, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. 
So, you know, the, the core list of abstractions is just a set amount. Mm. And then the custom renders that you talk about say, hey, I need this nifty control over here, mm. but it's not available in the abstraction. I need to go down and write the native code. I need to pull it in. Yeah. So it was a lot of romancing, if you will. You had to like do, you know. Ceremony. It was a ceremony. It was a yeah. lot of ceremony. You were, you, were, you were looping into life cycle events that you're like, why am I looping into these life cycle events right. just to do this control? It didn't really make a lot of sense. And for our control vendors, which have really come a long way, so you have Sync Fusion, Dev Express, Infragistics, Telerik, they're making all these world-class controls for iOS and Android and Xamarin Forms Component one and also. Component One. Yeah. yeah, there's tons of them out there making this and amazing you know, controls from our community. Mm -hmm. So that's really grown over the last year and a half since Xamarin Forms has uh, come out. So if yeah. you're looking for news controls, it's there, but there's two important things. One thing that came out were these things called effects. Okay. And uh, I kind of, I kind of calling it, uh, I like to call it lighting up a control. Interesting. So, so let's say uh, it's an abstraction of controls, but it's an abstraction of properties. Let's say you want to set one property on the Android control that's not in the abstraction. So you normally have to create a custom renderer, do this thing, do the, oh, you're like, oh geez, why do I have to do all this? It's all the ceremony, ceremony to get down to and setting that property. And the custom renderer is basically a little clip, a little clip of native code exactly essentially that does what it's supposed to do on that platform exactly and and, and the problem is it's a and then it's a custom control in your forms code so what an effect does says we're gonna have two methods on attach on deattach right okay. that's it and you have full access to the control anything you want Are to those do. events they're on attach and on deattach those are on events so when the control events. gets loaded and unloaded okay that's right. it so you can just say it's loaded so now your custom renderer where you want to do one or two things instead of it being 50 lines of code is three lines of code. Nice. Which is very nice. So it's like a subtle thing to kind of light up and they're highly yeah. shareable throughout an entire company or organization. Great. So it's like Xamarin dot this effect and then anyone could use it and consume it. Great. It's very nice. But the big announcements were at Evolve uh, and we did a lot of stuff around open sourcing and DevOps lifecycle, which is a whole sure episode in itself. Right. But with Xamarin Forms, there was a lot of big things that came out. And the biggest round of applause by, by far was our Xamarin Forms previewer yeah. uh, for XAML. So traditionally with Xamarin, you know, a, lot of, a lot of developers are probably used to blend or right. they're used to their, their fancy XAML editors and designers yeah, yeah. with their visual state management and all this stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so our Xamarin Forms developers have been lucky enough to design with XAML, but have never had a way of previewing it and right. actually seeing it. They'd have to deploy over and over again. And as you know, the, 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 the redevelop print loop, REPL of, of having yeah. to debug and deploy over and over again, you want to essentially just go in and modify your XAML and, and have it show up. Right. And we did that. It's in preview. Uh, and you just go in. And it even works with the, the current version of Xamarin Forms. You, you just go ahead and write some XAML. And on the right-hand side, you see an iOS or an Android Emulator, Emul simulator thing, oh, simulator, magic, okay. right? magic thing, and you can you can toggle between iOS or Android and tablet. And so phone. it's not the real emulator, then it's just a UI preview. It's uh, yeah, you're not interacting with yeah. it. It's a UI preview. Okay. So, but what's cool now is if you're used to things like maybe MVVM Lite, and you're, you're kind of doing this design blend. Mm -hmm. You can create your view model locator. Mm. You can data bind your design view model. I did a blog post on my blog about it, uh, and and everything just comes up in real time. Wow. It's got tabs. You can have embedded pages, custom controls. So if you're using custom renders, you're using Sync Fusion charts and graphs. They show up in the designer. It's it's like real, which so is cool. So this nice. is interesting. The custom controls that you're talking about have typically been usable only in Xamarin Native. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And now you can use them in Xamarin Forms. Is that yeah. right? You can you can light them up, and that was another thing that we just unveiled too. So you can do the custom renderer thing, these native controls. Yep. But we unleashed. It's mad. I can't believe it worked. It was like bananas the first time I did it. <laughs> I had it in five minutes. That couldn't have happened. I, I had it in five minutes. I, I was showing you last night this this floating action button in Android, which is like tons of lines of code in Android and this and that. But you would just mm. you know pull in a package to do it. Uh, you, it's called native embedding. So it's an extension method on any Xamarin Forms layout. And you normally just say add a Xamarin Forms control. But in the extension method, you say add a iOS or Android control. Mm, right. You can say new UI button, new UI whatever, new whatever, whatever isn't you know, out there, just put right. it in. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and I think this is going to be the case maybe where some developers that are really familiar with iOS and Android traditionally come over and they say, gosh darn it. 
there's this one control that isn't there, and I just want to put it there on iOS or just on Android. Right. Right. You know, really, yeah. really, really um, create a delightful experience. Mm. And now, just right in your C sharp code, just put it right in there. Wow. It, it's and it's. When you see it, I'm and like, you are talking like, about an unusual case, right? A guy deeply knowledgeable of iPhone UI who's writing in C Sharp. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? That, that yeah. seems to be an unusual case. Yeah, I, would, I, I would think a C Sharp guy who's trying to make a better iPhone app, mm-hmm. and it's a, you, know, you see a control on another iPhone app, like, I want to do that. Yeah. yeah. How do I get that thing? Yeah. And also, I think that'd be easier to hunt down. Yeah. I would also think that uh, Xamarin Forms developers tend probably not to have done the native stuff first. Yeah. Yeah. But if they have, they, uh, there's a benefit. Well, then there's the other point that now you're now you're Googling for whatever you're looking yeah, for. So you, so you lead you you get you get led over to uh, Stack Overflow and you see this great control and maybe it's in Swift or maybe it's already in Xamarin because yep. you typed in Xamarin. But of course, no one's shown you how to do the Xamarin Forms implementation. Right. Or you go to our documentation where we document every single control under the sun. Mm. Just pull from our documentation, slap it over there. You're good to go. Yeah. So I think even. Now, so it, it lowers the barrier of entry doing one of these custom controls because you don't have this custom render or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a small but a, a big thing that will happen uh, where more and more developers are using these custom controls just to. Well, it's, to bring it seems them in. to me that you always get to a point where your UI needs to be a bit better. Yeah. Like the, the, the base set of templates that Forms does for you works. It's like you get, it's the 80% case. Now to get that 20, we've got to dig deeper into, you know, the, the, the more subtle changes, the more specific UIs, more phone specific. And so, I mean, I, I've always appreciated there was a way to do that. I just thought that the barrier of entry was pretty high. Yeah, and I think this brings it down. I think that here's my analogy of, of, of kind of Xamarin Forms development. If you looked at our keynote, there are... If you take a look at a company like Alaska Airlines, right. and you use Xamarin for a lot of their apps, mm-hmm. they have a consumer application for iOS and Android. That's one that we get to see. Mm-hmm. They're focused on being a mobile-only company. Not mobile Internally. first. Internally. Internally, yeah. mobile-only. They don't wow. want to have any desktop, laptops, anything. Wow. They're building you know, hundreds of applications that their flight attendants, their flight crew, you know, people on the ground, yep. people in the air are using. So when you think about some of these applications, a lot of these really are your traditional forms over data right. applications, right. which are a perfect use case for forms. Yeah. But not everything. I built the Xamarin Evolve conference app, which is open source now. You can read on blog.xamarin. 100% in Xamarin forms. It's 95 all the way to 99% code shared on, on the different platforms. Wow. And it's a beautiful application. I, uh, since I've been doing iOS and Android and Windows development for a long time, I really catered. I put that extra 20% in. Mm. Like the app looked great straight out of the box, but I spent another week really finessing the different user interfaces. You know, it, it almost feels like VB1. <laughs> well, and it, let's face it, Forms was a 1.0. It's now a 2.0. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, 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 I appreciate some of the criticism we've gotten from folks like Lino and so forth around yeah, yeah. the product, but it's like, it's really new. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. what are we, 2.5? 2.3 preview. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and Xamarin Forms, I think the goal, the long-term goal, is going to be it is for every application right. when you're starting. Right yeah. now, you got that 80-20. Right. And if you assess your application, it's super image-heavy, it's super video, you're doing, mm. like, audio, VoIP, things like that, mm. probably doesn't make sense to use a, a cross-platform user interface because you have a really specialty right. consumer grade or really something special. Now, you could do it. You could do but it. But then you get run into that thing with the custom renderers. Um, and if you look at the Evolve application, I maybe have two or three, and they're doing very small things. They have a few effects, and that's about it. And so because if, if you're not doing Xamarin Forms, you're... Doing what now? Your Xamarin native means that if you're building an iOS app using Xcode to do the UI, right? Well, you would just be using Visual Studio or Xamarin Studio to do the storyboards right oh, inside really? of it. So you yeah. don't even need Xcode anymore, for Z- even for Xamarin native. Yeah, you don't need it at all. You have to have it installed because the SDKs and tools are there okay. on your Mac. So for iOS, you're going to need a Mac, but you don't need any... You don't need to ever jump into Xcode, anything like that. You can do all the UI in Visual Studio. Everything. You actually never have to leave Visual Studio. That's our that's our goal. With the iOS simulator that we just launched, right. which yeah. you can get your hands on. Oh my goodness. Like, well we so saw that great. build and everybody wet themselves. Yeah. But it is a simulator. 
It is a simulator, right. yeah. So you, it's connected to your Mac, just like our designer. Right. So it's connected to your Mac, and it, the magic engineer, yeah, I don't yeah. know how, the, how our, our folks do it, but it's magic. Right. It shows up, and multiple emulators. You could have an iPad, an iPhone, right. multi-touch, zooming. You have a Surface Book. Yep. You can use the pen, and you can touch sensitive, like the depth of how hard you're pressing comes. That's what Miguel wow. showed on stage. Nice. It, it's, it's better than the Mac emulator. That, that Apple themselves ship, which All is right, so crazy. So I just wanted to be clear yeah. that you do not need to do your UI in Xcode. No, You can do no. it on Visual Studio. Right For Visual Android Studio. as well? For Android as well. We've had a designer but, right there. But the designers are different, right? They're using the same flavor of XML that that they uh, require. As and if you were a Java developer or a Swift developer, right. per se. So, so that world of user interface design is similar to if you were building it in the native languages. Right. right. And so you would... Do you tend to, if you're going native, do you tend to rely on Apple's documentation and you know the Android documentation for best practices for UI, or have you guys sort of made that easier for us? So when it comes to the APIs of leveraging and getting access and learning them, I'm specifically talking about the UI. UI. So the UI, I always fall back. I'm I'm big on the design guidelines of each platform. Yeah. Apple and Google they write their design guidelines in a, a way that is independent of any language. Mm. Uh, so they don't really care what their developers are writing it in. So when you go to uh, the design.google.com, which is the material design guidelines, right. it lays out pixel perfect how you should be designing user interfaces for wow. Android. And same for the, the Apple interface design guidelines too. Just like what Microsoft does for UWP or any Windows application. Right. And the nice thing is if you do use Xamarin Forms, it follows those guidelines to the best of its ability. Mm. Yeah. Which is very nice. But so traditionally you're doing that okay. uh, with the different and then having a, a shared code base. But the beautiful part is that we don't want you to ever leave Visual Studio if right. you want to be in Visual Studio, which who doesn't want to be in Visual Studio? <laughs> so that's, that's my new thing. I just ordered a brand new Surface Book. I'm super excited for it. I can't wait. Yeah, so, I, I love my book. It's yeah. a great machine. And you know, I think that was just some of the announcements, some of the little things that we're mentioning, like the designer, like the simulator. But when we talk about that use case of a mobile-only company. Right. There's yep. a lot of other use cases. And, and what we've realized, we've surveyed all of the different companies and all of our developers out there creating apps. And we said, what are you, what are you guys doing over and over again? The first thing, two years ago, they said, we're building all these UIs that are similar over and over right. again. Xamarin Forms, boom. Right. And then we said, well, now what are you doing inside of your application? They said, well, James, Nat, Miguel, you know, devs, we're essentially tying up to a JSON feed, to an Azure backend, right. and we're pulling in data, and we're writing hundreds of lines of code to do all this. Right. Can you guys simplify that? And we said, sure. <laughs> so we created this thing called Data Pages, which essentially is a, is a way of constructing an entire master detail view of information, uh, right now read-only type information, uh, with about six lines of XAML. Wow. wow. So you just say, this is a data page. It's, it's almost like a list view that has a data page and a data source. And you say, this data source is Azure or it's a JSON file. You give it a URL and it's like, I got this. It, it caches it, it downloads, it creates your user interface. Uh, and if, you're, if your names of your JSON don't match, you just say, hey, these are the different properties, just this is what it binds to. Right. So we showed that off. Uh, Nish, Nish and I went up on stage, we had a little, can, can Nish build the Evolve application in five minutes type challenge? Nice. And he built out a really nice session and speaker detail page with 20 lines of, of XAML just in tabs, which is very nifty. Um, so I think that's going to be a very powerful tool. It's going to be a lower use case. But imagine if one of your pages of your application is just a bunch, you know, tying up to JSON. You're like, right. oh, here's six lines of XAML. I don't have to think about that anymore. Done. Yeah, just Which works. Is super nice. It's really super cool. nice. Hey, Richard. Yeah, buddy. Guess what time it is? Uh, it must be that happy time again. Yep. It's time to devolve this intelligent conversation into a custom rendered widget of silliness. <laughs> <laughs> AKA Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> It seems fairly normal for us, really. Yeah. It's actually time to give away a Telerik DevCraft collection to one lucky member of the .NET Rocks fan club. But first, cross-platform mobile development has been democratized for .NET developers. Now that Xamarin and all of its tooling is free for Visual Studio developers. But hold on. Before you get started on your dream cross-plat app, you don't want to reinvent the wheel with UI components. Enter Telerik UI for Xamarin. 
all the UI polish you need for your Xamarin apps out of the box for iOS, Android, or Xamarin forms. We're talking complex graphs, charts, gauges, and loads of other UI elements all ready for you to use from the comforts of C-sharp. Grab a free trial of UI for Xamarin or use all of Telerik DevCraft, the most complete .NET UI tool set for any app, web, desktop, or mobile. Get started today at Telerik.com slash Xamarin-UI or Telerik.com slash DevCraft. All right, buddy. Who's our winner? Today's winner is Prasad Rajagopal. Oh, congratulations, Prasad. You brought the clappers I with brought, you to Belgium. That's right. I brought a clapper with the me. The clappers. <laughs> and uh, Prasad just won the Telerik DevCraft collection, a big pile of awesome from them, including the Xamarin UI stuff. And if you don't know what we're doing here, go to .netrocks.com, click on the big Get Free Stuff button, answer a few questions, and join the .NET Rocks fan club. We have thousands of members all over the world, and every show we like to give away stuff from our sponsors. And every December we give away a $5,000 technology shopping spree to one lucky member of the .NET Rocks fan club, but you have to sign up to win. Okay, James, it's been a while. Has your wish list changed, or do you have anything that you would buy with $5,000? It really has. I'm not going to lie about it. Uh-oh. Uh, last time it was all about like connected home, all this stuff. Yep. But mm-hmm. I was at Build and I was jaded. I really, Hololens. really want a dev HoloLens. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I know, and it's nearly $5,000, but I was really intrigued by the, not VR part of it, but the augmented reality yeah. part of it. Yeah. Doing a Skype call. My family's really far apart. I tra- You guys travel a lot. Yeah. I travel a lot. Yeah. I'm just imagining a world where I need to take a phone call, but I'm in the room with the person. Yeah. My that, family. That my holoportation. You know, holoportation. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And, and then... If I had an, an extra thousand to make it six thousand, I would get two, so I can give one to a, a loving uh, family member. There you That's go. That's how I would really spend that, or maybe a machine that can power that puppy. I Very don't know. good. Yeah. It's really interesting, dude. We've yeah. got them. We've got them coming our way. So, did you sign up for the dev kit? I signed up, but I you're haven't. Not, 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 your I mean, number hasn't come up yet. Has not he's, come a, up. he's a Microsofty now. They don't get HoloLenses. I, yeah. I don't think they'll get yeah. one to me. No, you're, you're, over, the, you're over the other side. I'm gonna have to wait until official release, but right. hey, yeah. What? I mean, what is it like as Xamarin people with this acquisition? Like, what's the experience? Like, do you get it? Are there a bunch of emails? Is there a party? Like, <laughs> uh, a, I mean, out here, we were all celebrating. What right. were you guys doing? We were also celebrating. Yeah. Uh, I was in San Francisco at the time, uh, and which is our When the largest, announcement was made? When the announcement was made. Uh, and I knew a little bit before a few people. Uh, but... It was, everyone was really ecstatic. Everyone was super happy about it. I mean, mm. we kind of had envisioned a world if, if this was going to happen, Microsoft was a great company to be uh, acquired by so we right. could do what we do best. And I really think the philosophies, Miguel talked a lot about this, so did Nat on, on the previous show, but kind of, it, it's a new Microsoft. You right. guys know about this. Right. And I think that when you look at the .NET team, how closely we've worked with them over the years, it's just a great time to be a .NET developer. Oh, yeah. And especially if you want to do mobile, we have the best cross-platform tools well, that, for any language. I think that's what happened when, when, when Xamarin joined to Microsoft and you just think about that force, it's like, wow, the, we've elevated the hybrid you know, development game to a new mm. level at this mm. point. Yeah. Now, what I'm not maybe excited about is switching back over to Outlook and Link <laughs> and, and uh, you know, losing all my Google apps and all yeah. that stuff. Well. Uh, but I'm going to keep my Android phone. That's definitely going to happen. My Nexus 6P. I'm very, very happy about that. It but, is uh, going to be interesting to see how that all links together. Because I think, we, I don't know that you will switch over to all those things automatically. I don't know. know. I, I, started, I started receiving some of those, uh, welcome to Microsoft. You need to do this today. Yes. And the email, and then there's nothing to do today. And I'm like, why are we starting with this series of lies? Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but no, it's been a really great experience. Uh, everyone at Microsoft is super great. And you're um, in Seattle. I'm the only Xamarin employee in the entire state of Washington. Wow. Yeah, that's and I'm, great. I'm right downtown, and, and the requests have been rolling in for the James on campus. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice. Bellevue or Redmond? Uh, Redmond. A lot of Channel 9 stuff, a lot of recordings. Yeah, a lot yeah. Of, sure. A lot of people want that screen time. But well, Seth Juarez is here, right? Speaking love of the Channel Seth. 9 here in, here in Belgium. So, I have a question that I'm sure is on everyone's mind, and that is if I, have, if I am already a Xamarin customer, and I've purchased, you know, Xamarin for, you know, my developers or whatever. 
um, how do I get the new bits and how do I convert over? Do I need to go through any kind of process to get the latest stuff and, you know? Move over, yeah. yeah. So, so it's, it's actually really simple, to be honest with you. So remember that now uh, Xamarin is included with Visual Studio. Right. So if you have Visual Studio of any... any including um, the free SKU. Including the free SKU. That's very so you important. you just update to the latest... Up, you know, up. update of Visual Studio and you get Xamarin. Exactly. You're going to update. Xamarin's going to be included with that checkbox. Or if you already have it installed, it'll just upgrade upgrade gracefully. Okay. You'll still, right now, continue to receive updates through Xamarin through our installer and our update process. You'll see that little pop-up saying, hey, there's a new Xamarin version. But Visual Studio will take care of it for you or no? It's included in the Visual Studio installer. Right. But, I mean, the, the updates... Are, are we going to get update notifications through Visual Studio or, or I, through Xamarin? I think eventually. Right okay. now they're through Xamarin still. So that's a longer-term plan. I think that eventually it'll just be that little flag that says there's an update, right. make yeah. it happen. And when you update to update 3, update 4, whatever, every, all the bits update. Okay. But I think that we're going to be still moving a lot faster than Visual Studio moves. So mm -hmm. being an extension, we're already an extension. Mm -hmm. We just have to integrate with the universal installer there. Okay. And but on uh, the Mac side? The Mac side, uh, so again, there's there's now a Xamarin Studio Community Edition, mm -hmm. so you can download that. Mm -hmm. And all you have to do is go to your MSDN subscription or Visual Studio subscription, say, uh, enable Xamarin, and it just lights up your existing Xamarin account. So uh, if you're already an existing Xamarin uh, um, subscriber mm -hmm. and you don't have MSDN yet or don't have Visual Studio of some sort, yeah. contact sales will take care of you. If you have both, Contact sales, they'll take care of you. Okay. I think they're doing some sort of magic to, to get some money back to people. I don't really know, but sales oh, all handles right. all that. Okay. But as far as a developer, it, it's it's literally as easy as updating it um, and log and being logged in and you're done. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's really simple. Well, it's super good. easy, especially if you're already logged into your Visual Studio, which is tied to your MSDN account, and those two worlds are connected together. So we made it pretty seamless. And seamless. is there any sort of level of um, product or service that you might not have had before that you will now have? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, oh, totally. So before there used to be multiple things, a free edition, indie edition, enterprise, business. Right. This is what I love about this. Uh, we've included everything in all the versions. Just oh, you have geez. everything. You're good. Uh, so, I mean, so, that, yeah, it's like, sorry, how about you, everything? How about everything? So if you have community edition, you can do headless builds. You can do CI. You can do, you get all this stuff. The but only there isn't a separate version of Xamarin that you have to download if you have a, a less, uh, you know, if you have a lower version. Yeah, let's say, you know, right now, if you looked at MSDN, there's a pro and an enterprise, I think, yeah. edition. So right now, between Community Pro and Enterprise of Visual Studio, mm -hmm. everything is included. Okay. You just install it like a normal product, and you get every access to everything. Mm -hmm. Now, if you update to one of the other versions, you get premium support. Uh, there are a few tools that are uh, enterprise only, like our profiler, for instance, yeah. uh, that are still in preview. So some tools may be exclusive to those SKUs, but as far as core iOS Android development, it's in all versions, nice. including all those great. great bits like headless builds, which I think putting on VSTS or something like that is you know, super simple. All right, let's get back to the uh, data documents that you were talking about. Yeah, data pages for Xamarin pages. Forms. So it, is this a grid view? I thought we were supposed to do grids on phones. Mm -hmm. Well, no, it's, it's a list view. It's a, okay. list, it's a list of data. It's a list of beautiful data, all beautiful, stylized. Beautiful data. Beautiful I love data. Beautiful data. <laughs> I love beautiful data. And we've themed them, stylized them for you automatically. Styles is another thing that's new for yep. Xamarin Forms. Mm -hmm. But let's get back to the data pages. So the thing with data pages is that we realized that not every page of data is going to be the same. So we created right. these data pages styles. Um, and it's like this huge theming com thing that goes on top of it. Mm -hmm. But styles say, we're going to ship some styles by default. We, I mean, we surveyed the most popular things, and what we're seeing are you know, uh, events and contacts and what you see in data, like, you know, expenses or something like that, receipts. So we've, we've generalized about four or five different templates, uh, which we call styles. And anyone can create their own style, yep. which is like a, a data template for um, all of their um, data. Wow. So if you're out of the box, you're like, I have an employee directory, which a lot of companies have to still build employee directories. Sure. You have some JSON feed or an Azure uh, mobile apps backend. 
You say, oh, use the contacts, and boom, handles everything for you. It knows that there's an image, that there's a different position. Mm. It tries to match everything for you automatically through probably some crazy regex shenanigans. Right. <laughs> uh, else, else, if it can't find the regex match of some sort, uh, you can override what it looks like. So I think this is intriguing because it's not just data and lists on a page, but it's stylized um, you know, context-aware data right. that you can display. And then it handles the master detail for you. So you have a list of events. Maybe you're here at Techarama and you have a list of sessions. You click on it, you get all of the data that's in there. Uh, because obviously on a main list view, you're going to have one or two pieces of data, like mm -hmm. the, maybe the time and the title of the uh, event. But when you click in, you're going to get speaker details, like room information, abstract, everything like that. And you can tell data pages what to display where. Nice. Very and because nice. these styles can be created by you, do you foresee a sort of a community coming around the styles or maybe even the vendors, the tool vendors, um, having their own style packs? I think of I think a lot of Xamarin Forms as uh, as the early like Windows Phone toolkit of the day that everyone installed mm -hmm. into their application, and I think what you'll see is you'll probably end up seeing like a data pages toolkit, which mm -hmm. someone and, and the community has gathered around. They're like, we're going to create all these amazing cells, uh, which you've already seen a lot in plugins, for instance. I'm sure mm -hmm. we talked about previously, which is abstracting you know geolocation, contacts, mm -hmm. you know media, mm -hmm. uh, you know video, things like that, into a common API. Mm. So you see this amazing community, especially now since Xamarin's included in Visual Studio. So the, right. the barrier to entry for this, and you're going to see this explosive growth in Xamarin development, and I think that really is going to enrich the community, and for all developers, to just have more open source, and more NuGet packages that you're going to consume. So when it comes to data pages, I think that's going to be the first thing people do, because we can only do so much out of the box. And then the community is going to take over and just make this yeah, thing explode. Run from there. It's yeah. another one of these Cambrian explosion situations, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, when we talked about this, when C Sharp, with, when Roslyn came true, I mean, that had a huge impact on Xamarin. You guys were maintaining your own C Sharp parser before that. Oh, so yeah. Like, Here, have a free one <laughs> built <laughs> by Enders. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. We'll take that. We'll take that. that. <laughs> so now, you, yeah. you know, this is open source, the righteous cycle that the best versions are available in any way you want to use these things. Mm -hmm. So you guys are contributing that the same way, that we can have these new templates that more people can contribute to each other and, and build more better projects. And exactly. the styles that apply to data pages are part of this new theme? Are they part of this new theming thing that uh, is... Yeah, so theme, themes were that other part of we asked developers what they're doing, and they're spending a lot of time stylizing and doing, um, like changing something to a dark theme or a light theme or a blue theme or a red theme to match their... A branding of their company. Sure. So we introduced theming, which kind of sits on top of styles, but it works with any Xamarin Forms application. Okay. So if you're kind of, kind of pulling in a data page here and there, know that themes work with everything. So we're shipping a few default themes, a light theme and a dark theme, mm -hmm. because default iOS and Android and Windows are all a little bit different. So we say, listen, I want to use the light theme for all my application. Right. And Xamarin Forms are like, cool, we gotcha. Yeah. We, we gotcha. You know, and it'll theme everything. It'll theme all the controls for you. And then you wow. can override what you want. So you're like, you know what? I really like the light theme, but I want my, my buttons to be, uh, you know, orange or something. And you can do that. Do they even work with custom controls or do the tool vendors have to implement those themes as well? So since custom controls are kind of the underlying, it'll do its best to map to those custom controls. Uh, or uh, control vendors could opt into that as well. It's actually really nice, you know? Yeah. And, and as you mentioned, there's a huge ecosystem here. You rattled off four or five tool vendors that have suites of controls for Xamarin Native now that can be used in, uh, in Xamarin Forms. Yeah, and I think that's the beauty of it. When you look at uh, Syncfusion or Infragisix, they've created a plethora a plethora of, of controls Not over the years. Not a smattering. Not a smattering, no. A, <laughs> a cornucopia, if you will. I, I take Xamarin controls into Bingle, and I get Telerik first, then actually Xamarin themselves, uh, and there's um, Syncfusion, DevExpress, Infragistics, GoXUni. Uh, you know, there's a ton of them. There's yeah. tons of them. And, and these are controls that are trusted by not only .NET developers, but Swift, Java developers that they brought over. Yeah. So these are the same controls that all iOS and Android developers are using. So you get all sorts of, you don't only get just you know, bar charts and graphs and controls, but you're getting beautiful calendars. You're getting 
uh, integrated master detail flows, you're getting, uh, you know, there's entire ecosystems as map controls, ArcGIS from Esri. Mm -hmm. They have wow. an entire toolkit for iOS, Android, and Xamarin forms to do all that geospatial craziness, 3D rendering. Nice. It's, it's bananas. I went to their conference and it was a thing of glory to see. So you're seeing all sorts of things that aren't going to control. Like, you know, if you look at even the Celeric here, and I know uh, Syncfusion is on a calendar. Yep. Picking out calendars, that's hard. That's complicated. Calendars are hard. I mean, that's oh. one of the things that we loved about uh, web forms, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. The calendar Stuff control. Stuff just worked. Stuff yeah. just worked. So now you're going to have one calendar control for everything, and it's yep. going to look and feel native because these controls are not just made for Xamarin Forms. They're made for the native platform. Right. So it's not like they're recreating it. They're bringing it over and bringing all that good data binding. Yeah, if I you. look at the different products, you get, quickly you get to a table that says, okay, with this control, with this settings, yeah, it works in Xamarin Forms, and it works in iOS, and it's Android, and maybe WinPhone, and maybe Universal. Mm. You know, this all different options for how they're implemented. So, yeah, it's really interesting to start thinking through the best use of your time as a developer. Right. It's like, especially if, it, if you're already a control suite owner, you may own this. You're just not using it. That's right. Yeah, you know, totally. we think about the DevCraft completes yeah, of the right. world, or the universals of the world. It's yeah. like, dude, have you looked at what you own? Right. You, sometimes you'll surprise. You're like, we already own this. It's like your Steam catalog. Why, did <laughs> I, why do I have so many... Well, I have like 180 games. Yeah. Oh, because you I've know, installed I've, two. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've paid twenty dollars for a, a humble bundle. You know, exactly. It's, I think is you, you you forget what you have over these years yeah. of development. I, I did that with my Syncfusion account. I'm not going to lie. I opened it up. I was like, oh, I have everything. Like, how, did, <laughs> how did this happen? Um, uh, yes, I will use those. Thank what you. Is, one of the perks of being an MVP is an awful lot of control vendors will give you a key to everything. And these user groups. So there's user groups all over the world. Mm. Amazing. These are amazing companies giving away to the community in the case of uh, many of these that you went through they have community editions of their controls this sure. is a new thing yeah. like if you're an indie developer this is all free yep. which is astonishing free and open source yeah really interesting so has the getting started cycle gotten any better since uh, last year you know I'm, I told you the story I've done uh, workshops where I allocate a half a day and you know with a room for, with 40 people in it I needed a half a day to get just to Hello to get World to on everybody's world system. Yeah. With, with uh, Xamarin Forms. And it probably would have been the same for Xamarin Native. I mean, it's really just a matter of being able to get all the SDKs installed and get a, you know. And, and I realize this isn't a Xamarin thing. It's a mobile dev. It's a mobile dev thing, yeah. Especially because now you've got three platforms that you need to install all the stuff for and make sure everything's yep. working. Yeah. Mobile is hard. <laughs> uh, we're trying to make it easier. Of course you are. And, and we appreciate it. Yeah, so you're going to install two things. You're going to install Visual Studio 2015. Mm -hmm. When you install it, it's very important. Go into Options, check Xamarin. This is going to install all of your Android SDKs. It's going to install any of the bits that you need uh, to connect to your, your Mac. It's wow, that's new. That's new. It's going to install all of the uh, Android emulators that are Hyper-V enabled. So also new. Also new. And we work with Microsoft and the Visual Studio team to make sure that they're shipping the SDKs for Android that you're going to actually need out of the box. Right, good. So you don't have to go and do stuff. So that's done. When you go over to your Mac, you install Xamarin, the, the Xamarin installer that does everything for you, the Android SDK, Xamarin Studio. The only thing you need to install is Xcode because we don't, we can't you're not tap into that. Not, that. not allowed to distribute that. But in theory, well, no. once you've got all that stuff set on your Mac, you probably need to touch your Mac again, right? Because now the simulators tie into it. Like, this is what Miguel was talking about at Build, right? Yeah. No yeah. more swivel chair. No more yeah, swivel yeah, chair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just click, uh, do you click debug and, and boom, that puppy there pops it up right. and it's great. So you can't get yeah. rid of the Mac. Can't get rid of it. You don't have to touch the Mac. But on the now on the Android side, you will probably have to also install your phone's SDK. <laughs> right, so I'm, I had a when I was doing this, I had a Galaxy S3, I think, or S5, I can't even remember now. S6 but, or S7, they use all the S's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I must, must have been a five. But anyway, I had to go to Samsung's website and download the USB driver. I had to go into the settings and you know stand on my head yeah. and recite the Statue of Liberty. I, you know, recite the. Uh, it's pretty terrible. Declaration of Independence. It's not as bad as provisioning profiles on iOS if you're going to ship an app to the App Store. But if you have a Google device, I recommend a few devices for developers. Right. 
ones that don't have any theming, anything like a Moto G. These so are like some devices, the, the Nexus bare devices. Google devices. You plug these in, and when you install the Android SDK that's installed with Visual Studio, it installs the Google USB right. drivers. And I see you're wagging a Nexus 6 around, and I do. It is the uh, Huawei Nexus 6. It is the right. Huawei right low Nexus on the 6. back. This is me. This is a China branded. Huawei phone. It's the best phone that I've owned since the last phone that I owned. <laughs> uh, so tell me, is, is this what you would recommend for doing development? Because I would, I would, if I was serious about this, I would have a separate phone just for development. Uh, yes, so, yeah, yes, totally absolutely. I, I hate developing on my phone because I like to install my own apps that I create, right. and every time it blows it away, yeah, right. I, I recommend highly... A Nexus 5 is great. They're like 200 bucks. Yeah. Uh, that's still a great device. But the 5 But the big thing you're getting speed. at is the pure Google phone. No carrier stuff. No customization. Because they're, the, the evil junk. thing about Android is that everybody can change everything. Yeah. And they do. Yeah. So yeah. to go get a phone from Google. I mean, I guess you, you used to be able to get it from Moto, too, right? Like I have a Moto X, which, by the way, was a lovely phone great in phone, day. Good recommend. But now yeah. Moto spun off again. Who knows what's going to happen to that device? Get a phone from Google, and here's why. You get the updates, yeah. right? You're gonna get. I, you get a. You know, these are security patches every month that you're getting from Google. You're not gonna get that from a Samsung or what. You're tied into your carrier. Just, right. just get it, and then use something like the Xamarin Test Cloud if you need to test on tons of devices. And yes. I also yeah. remember having to go through the Android SDK installer. That was a totally different screen that had all sorts of things you had to check off and. You don't have to do that anymore? Or? So it's still there. So when you should only ever have to worry about that when a new version of Android comes out, like Android N will okay. be coming out. Um, it's already in preview, and Google I.O. is in a few uh, weeks here. Yeah. When that comes out, you'll have to install that. But we'll tell you. We've done a lot of great things. Like when you upstall and install Xamarin, and uh, you go to load a, you know, load a file, and you go to deploy, it's like, hey, you need, a new, you need to update your Android stuff. Okay. Here's the button to do it. That's so good. we're going to try to walk you through where you need to go because these things are all over the place. But, uh, yeah, so you've got to be aware of that when new things are coming out, just like new versions of iOS. Sure. Too. Yeah. All right, uh, you can hear that activity is starting to happen here, so we're winding up. But before we do that, any, anything that we missed? You know, I just really encourage people to go out there, watch the keynote, evolve.xamarin.com. The entire yeah. keynote's there. All the sessions are there on yeah. YouTube. Really check it out. It's a beautiful website. Check out the app. It's a really great example. I mean, I made it myself in five weeks. In Windows Forms. Uh, I'm sorry. I keep saying Windows every Forms. Every time. The evolution of Windows Forms. Xamarin <laughs> yeah, you Forms. guys are really doing that. I mean, that's what, that's what I equate it with. That yeah. was maybe intentional. Yeah. Yeah. You know, okay. check it out. It's all open source. Uh, like I said, I built it in five weeks. It's all powered by Azure backend. It ties in tons of native features. So you really see how I get in there and how I design and develop an application. Great. And use that as a scaffolding. But yeah, check out all the new stuff. There's so many announcements. And we only touch maybe 25% of them here. Check out blog.xamarin. All right, James. And I can't wait for the next road trip. Awesome. I can't wait. I'm ready to come back. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm ready. All right. We'll see you next time on .NET Rocks. .NET Rocks is brought to you by Franklin's Net and produced by Pwop Studios, a full-service audio, video, and post-production facility located physically in New London, Connecticut, and, of course, in the cloud. Online at pwop.com. Visit our website at dotnetrocks.com for RSS feeds, downloads, mobile apps, comments, and access to the full archives going back to show number one recorded in September 2002. And make sure you check out our sponsors. They keep us in business. Now go write some code. See you next time. Got a